Good morning, everybody. We have a mostly higher trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up three quarters of a cent at 4.93. March soybeans are up five cents at 13.77 and a half. March Chicago wheat up 11 and a half cents at 6.46 and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat up 11 and a quarter at 6.05 and a quarter. March spring wheat up seven and a half cents at 6.13 and a half couple of uh, housekeeping notes before I get started here this morning. Tomorrow night, uh, which is Wednesday, I will be doing another edition of the Grain Marketing 101 series. And uh, this will be live streaming at 7 o'clock on YouTube. And uh, the recordings will then be posted to uh, YouTube and all the podcast apps. This is going to be called Put Option Basics. Uh, For those of you who don't fully understand put options uh, in their most basic form, how they can function as a grain marketing tool. Uh, If you're just getting started with grain marketing and and you're looking for some direction in regard to options, this is going to be kind of a back to basics course on put options, um, how they work, how they can work for you. And and we're going to keep this very, very simple. I'm going to, I'm going to try to explain this like to a person who has no idea what a put option is, maybe has never done one before. This may be beyond, uh, what some of you know or are capable of, but I, I know for a fact that there are a lot of farmers out there who could really use a, a refresher course or maybe just an introductory course, um, to, uh, this sort of deal. Um, in addition to that, remember if you, um, need some information from me, as always, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. I was going to try to get it up on the screen here. Um, Click on Grain Marketing Plan, which is in the uh, upper right-hand corner. And if you are interested in how I'm marketing corn, soybeans, and wheat uh, throughout the year, uh, click on the subscribe button here. For $49 a month, I'll send you my morning email. That goes out every day at 6.30 Central Time. I will also send you my text message service. I'll let you know exactly how I'm marketing grain throughout the year. You can cancel that thing at any time. No trading account required, nothing like that. Uh, To get started here today, um, we've got a big crop report. Today's USDA report day, and um, we have our monthly, it's it's crop production, WASDE, and also quarterly grain stocks, and uh, this will be out at 11 o'clock central time. Traders generally expect a, a friendly tone here. I mean, we're looking for smaller carryout projections pretty much across the board. Corn, soybeans, wheat, uh, globally, domestically, across the board cuts to the carryout projections. We're also expecting an across the board cut to uh, the crop estimates for both Brazil and Argentina, corn and soybeans. So a, a lot of what these, you know, these reports, a, a lot, the, the trick here is figuring out what has already been discounted into the marketplace. We're, we're pretty aware that we're going to see a friendly looking report today. It's just a question of, of how friendly versus expectations and um, what does the, the market have priced in. Russia may increase its wheat export tax. The government announced a $30 per ton tax on wheat exports in mid-December, and that tax would be uh, in place from February 15th through June 30th. The government is now considering an even higher tax because um, the the global market has essentially absorbed that tax, given that Russia is the biggest uh, wheat exporter. So uh, the government apparently, uh, according to um uh, the Grain Exporters Union, they have no choice but to consider raising the duty to an amount that can have a significant impact on the domestic market. Um, trade chatter suggesting that the tax may be increased to $50 per ton. I think that's probably why your wheat market is uh, higher here this morning. And this is a tax that it could certainly push some additional export business to the U.S. and elsewhere. 
Uh, Argentina's farmers will continue their ban on selling crops. Argentina's government, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, eliminated its suspension of corn exports and instead opted for a daily cap of 30,000 metric tons. That was not enough to uh, make the farm groups happy. This was a quote from one of the farm groups. This kind of government intervention in the market alters the rules and undermines growers' confidence, generating uncertain uncertainty about next season sowing. So, yeah, kind of a common theme here. A lot of countries are concerned about, I think, higher food prices or food security. Uh, that's kind of the bottom line in the Russia story and also in this uh, Argentina story. Rainfall in Brazil will be normal to below normal during the next two weeks. Uh, in the period from, say, today through the 17th, key soybean growing areas in Brazil will see rainfall that is slightly below normal. Argentina will see above normal rainfall in a lot of areas here over the next week. And then in your extended period from, say, the 18th, through the 24th, it's looking drier for Argentina, a little bit better for parts of Brazil, including Mato Grosso, some key growing areas. USDA, uh, again, should reduce its South American production forecasts this morning. U.S. interest rates are rising. Bond prices have fallen. Money markets are betting that U.S. interest rates will rise in 2023. The Fed could start unwinding or tapering its $120 billion per month asset purchase program by the end of the year, paving the way for higher rates in 2023, according to traders. Uh, The U.S. 10-year Treasury yield was as high as what, 1.13% yesterday, and that's the best since March. Um, interest rates are likely to rise in times of inflation. Um, we'll see if if that's what happens here. But that could be something to, to be prepared for, um, you know, even on, on your farm operation. I mean, what do higher interest rates two, three years out uh, do for you? Uh, it's, it's certainly uh, something to consider, I think. U.S. dollar has uh, rebounded slightly. There's been a lot of trade chatter regarding uh, the dollar, the weakness in the dollar, and the corresponding strength in U.S. commodity markets. The dollar still has not traded below that low from 2018. So for the moment here, I'm going to say that this is this is not a total collapse. I mean, we've certainly trended lower since that first stimulus was passed back in March. But it it would be if you traded below that 2018 low, which is like 88. 88 and a quarter uh, in the in the dollar index. Um, you trade below that, and and that would be a game changer in my opinion. But for right now, we're we're soft, but but not falling out of bed by any means. The uh, cattle market yesterday was was a little bit softer. Uh, box beef market was kind of mixed. Uh, we'll see what develops here today. Um, in the outside markets, we have the uh, Dow Jones is up 65 points out of the cash open. The S&P is up about 10. We've got the U.S. dollar just a little bit lower here. Crude oil is up 78 cents in the uh, February WTI at 53.03. And that is the best trade since I believe February or March. Um, we've got the precious metals just a little bit higher. Gold is up, uh, silver up as well. If you would like some more information from me, uh, as I mentioned earlier, go to my website, click on Grain marketing plan check out that subscription service remember report today at 11 that's your your big news event of the week Um, everyone have a great day i will talk to you same time tomorrow